All right, Proverbs chapter number one is where we'll begin tonight. Proverbs chapter number one. Proverbs one. And as we have been doing uh, these many Wednesday nights, we're looking at a different person, description of an individual in the book of Proverbs and some principles uh, that'll help us either be like them or avoid them. Now, tonight we're going to look at a word that describes uh, an individual, a type of person, and uh, you, can, you can have this, or and a lot of times we don't have it. Uh, you can have it in one situation and not in another situation. It's good to have it in every situation. Uh, if you have it, how many of you have it? Oh, you don't even know what I'm talking about. Well, if you have it, uh, it's, no matter how much you have, it's good to have more of it. If you have it, you can lose it. Everybody on the same page with me tonight? Okay, Proverbs chapter number 1. Look at me at verse number 1. The Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel, to know wisdom and instruction, to perceive the words of understanding, to receive the instruction of wisdom, justice, and judgment, and equity, to give subtly to the simple, to the young man, knowledge and discretion. Tonight we're, gonna, we're going to deal with discretion. Deal with discretion. It's a word we're probably all familiar with. Uh, it is something that is important in our Christian life. Uh, and so we're going to look at what the Bible says about it. And the Bible tells us uh, what it will do for us. The Bible tells us how to have it. Uh, one thing we've got to be reminded with God, we know there's some things that God would have us do or be. And he gives us the recipe, the formula to do it or be that type of person. Uh, it's not always easy, and some things, many things, as a matter of fact, most things we cannot do in our own power. We need this, the Spirit of God to help us, and tonight we're going to look at something that I think is, I know it's very valuable in the life of a Christian, where it comes from, some things it does for us, and how it'll help us. So let's ask the Lord to help us as we deal with discretion. Father, thank you for the opportunity once again to <coughs> teach the Word of God. Father, I don't take it for granted. Uh, the truths that I'll present tonight from your uh, eternal word. Father, I pray that we'll receive them and that we'll apply them to our lives however they're uh, able to be applied, and we'll give you the honor and glory for what you do. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. As we see in these first few verses, we know that Solomon is speaking to his son, giving some wisdom and instruction. He speaks of uh, wisdom, instruction, understanding. Uh, we come down to verse number four, and he says he'll give subtly to the simple. The simple don't have to stay, to stay simple. And then to the young man, knowledge and discretion. Discretion many times comes with age and experience. But Solomon is writing to his son as a young man, and he's making the, st the case, if you will, that as a young man, it's his desire that he has discretion as a young man. There are some things that some of you would say, I've learned from experience. Experience is a good teacher. Experience isn't a bad teacher. A better teacher is to just take God for what he says. Or the authority that God has placed in our life for what he says. That's the, that's the best teacher. You can have discretion by experience. And friend, if you've gained discretion by experience, use that discretion. There are some things, you, your little children, you, those, you remember, if you have kids, you know this, if they're young, if you ha remember when they were young, toddler, you know, around, and it's like, don't put, your, don't put that, in that, that, that outlet there. You know, 
you know, mom's like, don't, and dad's like, they'll only do it once, you know, it's, it's one of those things. That, well, you learn some discretion, um, things of that nature, life does that. And uh, certainly young people, give me your attention, and everybody give me attention, but especially young people tonight, because there are many in here who God saved or brought back out of the world that entices you. And they have some discretion now because they've been saved out of it. They've seen it. And if that's your testimony, that discretion that you have, use it. But it's, it's better for you to take the discretion that is found in the Word of God and use it. Solomon is making the case that, yes, a young man needs wisdom and can't have it. A young man, the justice and the judgment and equity. But a young man, to the young man, knowledge and discretion. Let me give you a definition, and it's kind of a lengthy definition tonight of discretion. It's prudence, knowledge with prudence, that discernment which enables a person to judge critically of what is correct and proper. Discretion is united with caution, discernment and judgment. Directed by circumspection, which that circumspect and circumspection means attention to all the facts. Got to be careful not to just take things on, on at face value. When it comes to matters that we speak, we're talking about in the scripture and in life, you do all of the facts because there are things in this world and there are philosophies that sound good on the surface. People will say things that sound good on the surface. Advertisements word will sound good on the surface. But to have discretion says, I want to judge it critically, have some judgment with that discernment, pay attention to all the facts. And we all make poor decisions because we just don't have all the facts. Uh, that's true, if, tr- true in every situation, if we don't have all the facts. And primarily regarding one's own conduct. Now, this is key, and I'll give you a, a further definition in just a moment. That knowledge with prudence, that discernment that enables a person to judge critically of what is correct and proper, united with caution, discernment and judgment. You've got to get all the facts and say, oh, I got, I got discernment, but here's the key. It's primarily regarding one's own conduct. So when the Bible speaks of discernment, yes, there are situations God tells us we need to have discernment on, But in that situation, it is almost always talking about my conduct in the situation. Aren't we good as Christians to look critically at everybody else? It's natural. Say, Pastor, not in this congregation. Of course, I don't mean here, but for those watching live stream and other places, that's who I'm talking to. But that's not the, the primary definition. It's, it's having discretion with my actions. What do I say? Liberty or power of acting without control, without other control than one's own judgment. So I can make a decision based on just my judgment, <clears throat> not The world's opinion, not somebody else's opinion. Let me help help you. Let me just illustrate this. 
Your pastor's here to help you. He's a shepherd. But let me help you with something. Pastor, I just want you to make the decision for me. That's not, what, that's not why God gave you a pastor, to make the decision for you. The pastor is to say, well, this is what God says how you make decisions. Here's some principles. I can give you wisdom based off of my experience, or I can tell you what I might have done in that situation. But when it comes down to that decision, that discernment comes when I, without the control of one's judgment. And I'm not saying you should never get anybody's counsel, never get anybody's opinion. That helps you have discretion to make the decision. But it doesn't mean you surrender that to somebody else. That, ties, that goes right into the next part of this. To surrender at discretion is to surrender without stipulation or terms and commit oneself entirely to the power of the conqueror. If we surrender, if we are saying, okay, instead of, and I'm going to show you in just a moment when we get into the outline where discretion comes from, we, we, that that prudence with, with knowledge, that discernment that enables us to judge critically of what is correct and proper. There's, you know, well, everybody's saying these words, but is it correct and proper? <clears throat> that discernment and judgment, attention to all the facts, primarily regarding one's own conduct, liberty of acting in control. I, I can make this decision, and I don't have to have the peer pressure make it for me. Does that make sense? So therefore, I'm not surrendering without stipulation or terms to the power of somebody else's decision-making. Now, children, when they're living at home, they don't have a lot of discretion. They wouldn't put themselves to bed at an appropriate time. They wouldn't eat a balanced meal. There's a lot of things that they would not do because they don't have good discretion. So therefore, God gives them that author an authority in those situations. But hopefully one day, when they get into their late 30s or early 40s, they can make some decisions that are good for them. Let me give you just a couple of statements and then we'll get into the outline. Discretion is the ability, it's been said that discretion is the ability to determine the difference between right and almost right. I, I, I've done a lot of study of the emerging church movement, the contemporary movement, and a lot of people fall prey to that because it looks, it, it, it's almost right. A lot of people make decisions based on what's almost right. But what, what is this, discretion is, it's been said, I'm not, it's not original with me, that discretion is the ability to see what is right and almost right. Let me also say before I, we look at in the scripture tonight, worldly wisdom and Bible discretion are not the same. The old saying, well, I've been around the block a couple times. Okay, so you've picked up some things. You've got some experience. You've got some, you've got some, you've got, you have some wisdom. You have some, I'll call it worldly wisdom, not carnal wisdom, but worldly wisdom. There's nothing wrong with having that. But that's not the same as Bible discretion. Well, years and years and years ago, I had somebody, when I was just getting into the pastor, what straightened me out on my thinking of the way a church ought to be run because I haven't been out in the real world. I hadn't 
been to, I, I mean, I grew up in a Christian home. I grew up in a pastor's home, Christian school, went to Bible college to be a pastor, but to run the affairs of the church, I hadn't been in the real world. And when I get into the real world, what did that individual have? They had worldly wisdom. What they did not have was Bible discretion. There's a difference. Nothing wrong with gaining worldly wisdom, as I said. I'm not talking about carnal wisdom, well, worldly wisdom. There's a difference in that and Bible discretion. Let me give you number one. It's from our text. Number one, discretion comes from wisdom and understanding. To verse two, to know wisdom and instruction to perceive the words of understanding. Discretion comes from wisdom and understanding. What, what is the source of wisdom? Think back to when we talked about the wise man and we talked about wisdom. The source of wisdom is God. Well, I know some wise people will compare their wisdom to God and we'll see how foolish they are. Well, the wise, he's the wise man I know. Okay, I've, had, I've heard that. He's the wise man I know. Well, sometimes I want to say you need to get out more. But I know some wise people. But I can make two statements about that. Compare that to God and none of us are wise. And number two, the wisdom we have comes from God. It comes from Him. New, we, we just had a couple of our church have their first child. And it's always exciting to see that they, how ready they thought they were um, when that first child comes. And it's true of every new parent. So just, this is just as an illustration. Um, we can talk, we can read, we can study, we can observe, and all those things help. You know, but until they give you that baby and say, oh, okay, have a good time. <laughs> it's like this. I remember when we had our first. It was like, you know, my wife had, had Alyssa had, had the baby, and then we're just in a couple of days, and we'd go off to the nursery, and they'd change and do this and that, and she'd rest, and, you know, it's, it's not too bad. And then on that day, it's like put her in a wheelchair, and like, here you go. There's no instruction manual or anything to do with this. But where do you get wisdom on how to rear your child according to the way the Creator wants that child? There's only one place to go. That's God. So discretion comes from wisdom and understanding. It comes from God, and it's obtained through Him. How many of you want discretion tonight? I know you want discretion tonight. Then you've got to be in the Word of God. You've got to read the Word of God. Wisdom comes from the Bible, not Google. You can get information from Google, some true, some not true. But wisdom comes from God. And wisdom is something that we, we obtain because of where we get it from. That's what makes it wisdom. Discretion comes from wisdom and understanding. That's why I mean, you, can, you can have some people can have some sense. They can have some common sense, as we would call it. They can have some life experience. But that real wisdom, that real discretion that comes from wisdom is somebody's never, it's a, in the word of God. They can't have God's wisdom. But it's amazing how many things that we talk about in our society that we depend on in our society that's based on that book and people don't even know it. It's based on the word of God and they have no idea where that principle came from. What well, came from God? It came, it came from him. Number two. One chapter over, chapter number 2. Look at verse number 11. Discretion shall preserve thee, understanding shall keep thee. Statement number 2 tonight, discretion 
brings safety. I think I got these backed up, uh, mis- uh, mixed up in my outline. But discretion uh, brings safety. Uh, discretion shall uh, preserve thee. No, I'm sorry. I had it right. Forgive me. Read verse, let's read verse 11 again and down the next few verses. Number, verse 11. Discretion shall preserve thee. Understanding shall keep thee. To deliver thee from the way of the evil man, from the man that speaketh froward things, who leave the paths of uprightness to walk in the ways of darkness. People sometimes say, well, it's just a different opinion. But they left the paths of uprightness to walk in the ways of darkness, who rejoice to do evil and delight in the frowardness of the wicked. Statement number two. I think I got it together now. Discretion keeps you from the wrong people. Discretion keeps you from the wrong people. I remember growing up in church, growing up in in a Christian home. I've heard so many messages, stay away from the wrong people. So then you're like, okay, who are the wrong people? There's like people out in the world. So then, you know, know, you're like eight years old, the neighbor kid's out, waves at you, is like, they're in the world. You try to figure this out. But the truth of the the Bible says, you know, there's some we should separate from. If there's a disorderly walk, you know, you could, somebody can be in church and have a disorderly walk. We have all these things that really, they don't really, they're, they're things that we think the Bible says, but it's not really what the Bible says. But the point I'm trying to make is discretion keeps you from the wrong people. And who are those wrong people? They delivers you from the evil man, from the man that speaks forward things, who leaves the path of uprightness to walk in the ways of darkness, who rejoice to do evil in the light and the forwardness of the wicked. Now, there's some, those that are out there doing evil, and they revel in their evil, can we all agree that those are pretty easy people to say, that's probably somebody I should stay away from? If they're holding a sign saying, you know, I am evil, take them at their word. But where do we need discretion? I have met very few evil people who admit that they're doing evil. I've met a lot of people who haven't darkened the door of a church in a long time, who haven't cracked their Bible open in a long time, who, who tries to hurt the people of God, with a straight face, tell me they're right with God and everything is good. Now, I like to take people at their word. But I also need discretion. Because that's where that wisdom comes from. What's the wisdom? The wisdom is going to tell me who's an evil person. The wisdom is going to tell me who's the foolish person. We remember the forward man we talked about. I mean, the Bible is going to tell us that. So that's where that discretion comes in. It keeps us from the wrong people. And young people remember this, but it's good for all of us. Your friends are going to determine your spiritual future. Your friends are going to determine your spiritual future. Who you listen to, who you talk to, the ideas you get. 
Somebody doesn't grow up in a Christian home and then all of a sudden come in and say, I'm turning my back on the things mom and dad taught me, turning my back on their sacrifice, turning my back on, on the church, the pastor, everything good that I've had. I'm turning my back on all of that and, and I'm renouncing it. And they don't do, it, they don't just wake up one day and all of a sudden they discover that. No, somebody put that in them. It's a wrong friend they had at work, on social media. But you need discretion to determine that. You need some discretion. It will keep you from the wrong people. Where do we get that discretion? We get that discretion from wisdom. Where do we get the wisdom and understanding? From the Word of God. So uh, I, de- I determined, and I'm sure I'm not perfect in this. I try, I try, I try to, to, to follow it. But I made a decision a long time ago that God picks my friends. I, I, that, that went about how I thought it would go. God picks my friends. Now, I have a whole other Bible study, studies on the friend and friendship. Because we get acquaintances and friendship confused. We get fellowship and friendship. I fellowship with as many people as I can fellowship with. But friendship, we have to let God. Did the Bible say that God will give us our friends? And when God gives you a friend, you know you have a friend. So it just helps us. It just, we keep, discretion keeps you from the wrong people. Number three, chapter three. You know, let me, let me back up, and if you'll, if you'll permit me, it's like even as a, as a, as a, as a preacher, as a pastor, uh, I'm fairly open-minded with people. Now, I don't want to go outside the Scripture. I need discretion with my associations. See, well, what, what's wrong with this? I have to understand that I have a responsibility to not my own children, but to your children. You Sometimes, it's like, well, I don't understand why the past... Well, you may not have the same responsibility that I have because what I do is going to affect, as a pastor of this church, is going to affect this church. So we must have some discretion. But let's get to number three, uh, verse 21 through 24 of chapter 3. My son, let not them depart from thine eyes. Keep sound wisdom and discretion. So shall they be life unto thy soul and grace to thy neck. Then shalt thou walk in thy way safely, and thy foot shall not stumble. When thou liest down, thou shalt not be afraid. Yea, thou shalt lie down, and thy sleep shall be sweet. Number three, discretion brings safety. We get that wisdom. We get that understanding. We look at situations circumspectly with prudence. The, we see the, the example here, verse 21. Keep sound, keep sound wisdom and discretion. If you keep that sound wisdom and discretion, I don't believe that conjunction is. It could be talking about two things. Wisdom in itself and discretion in itself. But in this case, I think it's talking about wisdom wisdom with discretion. I think wisdom and discretion can be connected like that. If you have wisdom, you're going to have discretion. Discretion is a product of wisdom, but you're not going to have discretion without wisdom. You've got to have wisdom to have the discretion. We've established that. But that discretion brings safety. Uh, Decisions that we make and 
Well, I can look back in my life, and I'm sure many of you, if not all, all of you, could testify to this. If you've, if, you've, if you've lived long enough, you live long enough where you can look back in decisions that you made. You say, I thank God I made that decision. At that moment, you didn't necessarily know why you were making that decision, other than you thought, well, that, that's, I believe that's what the Bible says. Or I went and got counsel from the pastor, and he said, this is, there's the principle and it didn't necessarily make sense at the time. It's not really what I wanted to do, but I listened, and now some time has gone back. And it's like, I'm glad I had enough discretion to follow the wisdom that came from God. Because safety comes with that. Um, as young people learn to drive, discretion, discretion brings safety. I've seen some of you drive. Discretion brings safety. I just thought I'd throw that out there. I've seen myself drive. Anyway, uh, that wisdom, that being able to discern, making decisions with caution. I've had through the years I've given this as counsel. Parents have come to me and say, there's a situation I can't really put. There's not, I don't think there's necessarily anything. I can't find a verse for this. It's just not. I can't really explain why I don't. I'm not comfortable with, comfortable with it. I'm just not comfortable with it. And I said, the fact that you're not comfortable with it is decision enough. There's some discretion that comes with, when we're in the Word of God. We're looking for the right decision. The Holy Spirit will just, He can stir some things up inside of you. That discretion brings safety. There's the old phrase, the old saying, I know you all heard it, heard it better safe than sorry. When you're making decisions with your future, better safe than sorry. When you're making decisions with your family at stake, better safe than sorry. When you're making decisions about uh, how, how God is going to use you, better safe than sorry. Uh, discretion brings safety. Number four. Now we're going to get into how we get this discretion Look at chapter number 5, verse 1 and 2. My son, attend unto my wisdom, and bow thine ear to my understanding, that thou mayest regard discretion, and that thy lips may keep knowledge. It's very key. Number 4, discretion requires submission. My son... Attend unto your wisdom. Attend unto you and your friends' wisdom. Attend unto social media's wisdom. No, he said, my son, attend. You know what an attendant is? Somebody who waits on the need. He, he doesn't have his own mind. He doesn't have his own will. He's to serve. He says, my son, attend unto my wisdom. And bow thine ear to my understanding. I just don't understand what my parents are... Parents, don't explain. 
What, what does it need to be explained? How many of you growing up heard this? You had a dad that just said, because I said so. Anybody? I did. And I'm like, well, I ain't never saying that. And they get about this tall. It's like, Dad, what? Because I said so. So that works pretty well. Dad, tacos again? Because I said so. That, I mean, they just, sometimes you got to put your foot down. But it requires submission. You know why some Christians don't have discretion? Because it's all about their wisdom. It's all about their understanding. God puts people in our lives to help us with that. But certainly, we ought to be depending on God's wisdom. It requires submission. You know what everybody in here has got? Opinions. There's only one that matters. God's. Everybody in here has got thoughts and and God made us all independent and it'd be a pretty boring, shallow world if we were all the same. I know all that. But, but to illustrate what God does is when we submit to Him together, but in our own life, we're talking about discretion, it requires submission. My son, attend unto my wisdom. Well, this is, this is where a lot of Christians get themselves in, in trouble. They will do what that Bible says as long as it lines up with what they agree with. Well, I agree that homosexuality is wrong. I agree that marriage is one man and one woman. But let something be preached that they don't agree with. Well, bless God, I'm just going to take my family and go to... Well, you don't have a whole lot of discretion. Because you're depending on your wisdom. Uh, Let unto my understanding. And there are things, and we could all testify this, there are things growing up, and I had a good mom and dad, as you know, and they would say, this is, this is the way it is, this is what it needs to be, and there's things I didn't understand. There are people they said stay away from. I didn't understand why they said to stay away from them. I mean, just, you know, I, did, I, didn't, I didn't understand some things. I didn't have a lot of discretion. Neither did your folks, but... <laughs> That I just, I, and, but I'm thankful. I'm not saying I was a perfect child. And every every teenager, oh, my child has no rebellion in them. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Everybody has some. But I'm thankful that when it came down to it, I submitted to that wisdom. And young people would do you well to submit to the wisdom of your Christian mom and dad, your godly mom and dad. Well, I know they're not perfect. I'm sure they never claim to be. But they have some wisdom you don't have. If you'll permit me to say it, God does give the pastor wisdom in situations. They doesn't give others. Now, you know me well enough. I don't demand you attend unto my wisdom. But sometimes I want to say, you've got no discretion. Because I've counseled six, I've counseled six couples in this same situation. Three of them listened, and they're as happy as they can be. Two of them didn't, and it's disaster. You might want to tap into that wisdom. You might want to tap into the principles that come from that. Well, I've got wisdom too. Yeah, you do. 
You do. But there's certain situations where you and I are put in situations where God says, you're going to have to attend unto the wisdom that comes from this book. And that discretion requires submission. Those are a couple of examples, but all of us, myself included, we must submit to this. We must, we all have our own, our, our, own, our, our own wisdom, our own understanding. We must submit, we must attend, we must bow thine ear. Notice what verse 2 says, that thou mayest regard discretion, and that thy lips may keep knowledge. You know, and, and a lot of this is targeted at the young people tonight, but that's good for them to hear this, and we can apply it as necessary. In the teens and the kids, and there's apply, you know, your, people care about you. They, they, they want you to do well, reach your potential for the Lord. And sometimes you just got to submit and so that you can have that discretion. Number five. Look at me, verse, uh, chapter number 11. I've got to hasten. I've got two more. We'll be done. Chapter number 11 and verse number 22. Chapter 11 and verse 22. As a jewel of gold in a swine snout, so is a fair woman which is without discretion. I'm going to move right on to number six. Number five, discretion requires proper conduct. It's pretty easy to get this. If you put a jewel in the snout of a swine, it's still a swine. Now, I'm going to give you a good analogy of this verse, but I want to remind you, God put this verse in the Bible. So the, the comparison is a jewel of gold and a swine's snout, so is a fair woman, which is without discretion. It says a fair woman is not talking about, you know, well, they treat people the way they should be. It's a, it's a pretty woman. It's somebody who's pleasant. She's, she's fair. And God compares a, swan, a, a, a swine with a jewel in his snout to a fair woman that doesn't have discretion. Dressed up per se, but they still are what they are. And just a simple way of putting this, beauty and talent are not enough. We need discretion. Discretion. That is what we need. And where do we get that discretion? It comes from wisdom. It requires proper conduct. If if, if we're not acting in the way that discretion would lead us to act, we can't go around saying, well, I got discretion. I have discretion. Probably shouldn't act this way, but it requires proper conduct. And that's something that ought to be a goal of all of ours. Number six. This is one that I think will be helpful for everybody who is an authority of any kind, spiritual or otherwise, parents, uh, Proverbs chapter number 19. 
Proverbs 19, verse number 11. The discretion of a man deferreth his anger, and it is his glory to pass over a transgression. Now, it's a pretty simple verse to understand. The discretion of a man deferreth his anger. He can put it off. And it's glory to pass over a transgression. That doesn't mean that anything is, is, is ignored like it didn't happen or covered up or anything like that. I'll explain that in a moment. But statement number six is this. Discretion gives priority to patience and wisdom over passion and emotion. Discretion gives priority to patience and wisdom over passion and emotion. You've heard the term crime of passion. They're caught up in their anger, caught up in their emotion. If we're honest, all of us tonight can think back to a time when we said to ourselves, man, I wish I wouldn't have said that. I wish I'd have taken some time before I responded in that way. We didn't use discretion. See, discretion gives priority to patience and wisdom over passion and emotion. Notice what that verse says. The discretion of a man deferreth his anger. But there are, there are some things that would anger us, but you know what we need to do? We need to apply God's wisdom to that situation. Because our emotions will tell us to respond one way, when wisdom might tell us to respond a different way. That's where the submission comes in. But this is what I would, because it's going it's to it's make me feel better. But what is going to honor and glorify God? God sees the end of a thing. Wisdom considers the end of a thing. When we get caught up in our emotion, our anger, we're just thinking of the here and the now. And there are a lot of relationships that get Broken, ruined, strained because we don't use proper discretion. It's like, I got to, this is the way, this is the way, you know, sometimes if we just step back, God will work a situation out. I think, and if you'll permit me to use myself as an illustration, I remember when I first got into ministry and, and, in learning how to be a leader, there are times when, boy, that was not me. Bless God, they know better. What in the world? Well, now I hope that I've got a little bit of wisdom and say, let's just see how that plays out. Let's just see what God does with that. Now, there are and, this, and I'm coming along, certainly the first way I look at it is, is what is going to please God. I look at it as a husband and a father. But I always look, when I look at these principles, I look at them. I have to look at them from a, the pastor's standpoint, obviously. So I look at it as like, you know, there are, there are things that God tells me. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of things that, if I can, if you would just permit me for a moment, that, that pastors are, are, quote, unquote, dealing with in their churches that God didn't tell them to deal with in their churches. God defines what you should deal with. And what I mean by that is there's ever something that's like, well, there's some problems in the church we got to deal with. it. God says this is what you do. 
But, but there's, a, there's a whole lot of that. And there's, there's times, that, and I've touched on this recently, you know, there's times where it's like, well, I can't, can you imagine how difficult it would be for you to come to church is every time I didn't think you were paying attention, I took it personally. Matter of fact, don't one of you walk through that for you tonight and shake my hand because there ain't none of you been paying attention tonight. <laughs> there have been times like, this like, just, just hold on. There are times that my wife and guys, you know exactly what this is. I used to roll my eyes at it, but now that you know I'm, I'm in it, you've, you've heard this. You come home, and then whenever it starts with your child or your children, there have been times in dealing with my children that there, there are certain things that we establish. If this is violated, this is broken. I mean, there's it's just. This is punishment. This is the way it is. This, these are things that will not be tolerated in our home. If you ever come home wearing orange, I mean, you're just, you're just, it's, it's, it's not going to be tolerated. For example, um, and there are times when it's like this has happened, and quite honestly, I didn't know what to do about it. I knew something needed to be done about it. One side of me was like, knew better. What are you doing? I'm like, no, I'm not gonna go talk, I'm not gonna go talk to her now. And I'm glad I had a little bit of discretion because then God would give me an answer a little bit later. Is this making sense? It's is another example of not letting our emotions. God gave us emotions. And I've talked a lot about that recently, like, you shouldn't, you shouldn't feel bad if you have a sorrowful heart. You should do whatever you can to get that cheerful heart again. But it's, we have those emotions. It's like, I angered, I must not be, I got angry, I must not be saved. No, you, you, you're human. The Bible says, be angry and sin not. God never intended for our emotions to make decisions for us. He always intended for our wis- his wisdom to govern our emotions. Now, I'll be the first to say I've never been, I'm not perfect with that. But that's something that we have to make a conscious decision to say, if I'm going to have discretion, then there, I want to def- I can, there's times when I'm going to defer that anger. And we, we all have, a, and this is one of the, this is what some of my counsel through the years is like, everybody needs a list of non-negotiables. This is something, I don't care, I mean, whatever, but these are non-negotiables. You know, this is something I'm not, these things, things that aren't going to take place in my home. There's things I will not give up. There's things that are not going to take place in, in the church. There are things that even, they're just not non-negotiables. If, if you're going to harm my family, that's a non-negotiable. I know how I'm going to react. I'm not saying there's not things that we don't get, we know there's action to take. But the point I'm making, I think you get, is sometimes we let our emotions make these decisions for us. And then when we're not angry anymore, we're like, wow, I wish I wouldn't have made that decision. It's, 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 the, council didn't, the council didn't originate with me, but I give it often. If you're grieving and you're going through something, 
the next day you don't have to make a decision. You can take some time. It's true of every emotion that you want to think of. They, it, they betray us because you may not be able to think of it right now, but if you're angry right now, the day's coming, you won't be angry. If you're, if you're hurting, broken, he's the healer of that. The day's coming, you at least won't be hurting like you're hurting right now. You just have to be careful, and what do you do? That doesn't mean you don't ever make a decision. It doesn't mean you don't ever act. It just means that we have submitted to God's wisdom, and he says this is how you react in those situations. This is what you do in those situations. So discretion gives priority to patience and wisdom over passion and emotion. So as we deal with discretion, we must remember where it comes from. It, everybody in here has some measure of discretion. But no matter how much discretion you have, we must strive to have more discretion. How do we have more discretion? We must have God's wisdom. How am I going to have discretion? There, there, are, there are decisions that have been made. I'm sure you could, you could give testimony to this. That I, I walked away and said, I don't even, I'm, I don't know where that came from. But it's thy word have I hid in my heart. And that the Spirit of God brings that wisdom out. Because I've had several appointments, of course, recently in counseling from a pastor's perspective. It's, it's, it's kind of, you want to be prepared. You never know what you're getting into. You, okay, so-and-so is coming. They want to say, okay, all right, what, is, what, are, what, are they, what do they want to talk about? What's going on? This and that. And you try Because you, you want to pray about it. You want to give some good counsel. You want to have some wisdom. And that's why sometimes if you say to me, I need an appointment, I'll say, what, do you want, what is it about? It's not that I necessarily have, think you have to have it right there. How long do we need? That sort of thing. But imagine all the people in here and all the different things that somebody could want some counsel in. And so many times it is nowhere near what I thought it was going to be. And then I'm thinking, how am I going to be able to help them? You think it's easy because you just have come in and say, I've got this, this is what I'm talking about, tell me what you think. Okay, let me just, let me get focused now. Say, Pastor, you know the whole Bible. No, I don't. Not like I want to. But through the years, I've read enough of it, I've studied enough of it, Say, Pastor, you have so much wisdom. I do not have... I, I just want to tell myself in the mirror every day. You have, no, uh, I don't have any of my wisdom. Any wisdom I have, it's God's wisdom. It's true of all of us. Where does our discretion come from? This is what I... Sometimes this is what I could do, and this is what I should do, and there's that much of a difference between them. And what I could do may, might, might not have regret. But what I should do, there will be no regrets. Because it's what God has instructed us to do. I hope this makes sense tonight. We need discretion. We need to have discretion. You can have discretion. But it comes from God's wisdom. Father, help us tonight as we consider these truths.